Hey, chiropractors and marketers. We are ready for another modern chiropractic marketing show with Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing strategies, content marketing, direct response marketing, and business development with some of the leading experts in the industry. Welcome to another episode. Today, I'm going to dive into a bunch of different things marketing related. It will be a solo episode and probably be a few more solo episodes in a row. Been a very busy uh, couple of weeks for me. It's going to be a busy couple months. Uh, if you listened to a couple episodes ago, I discussed the NFL Combine prep program uh, that I'm the clinical director for. Well, this year I have 50 players. I've, I've had 30 as the most. This is my 10th year in a row doing it, so I've got, got the experience behind me, but 50 is a lot where... I'm in charge of their uh, kind of healthcare needs. And so it's adding a lot to my plate, but I definitely wanted to make sure I get these weekly episodes out. I've got a lot of uh, fun and cool things uh, going on. And in this episode, I'm looking to share some of that. Uh, I've gotten a lot of good insights on some of, with some of the chiropractors that I'm uh, working with right now on their marketing strategies. And uh, one I was discussing, you know, a book that I always reference in my head when I struggle to create content. So to be honest with you, getting this episode out has been a struggle to find the time. And then when I did have, say, 30 minutes or an hour to do it, i just been so busy with some of the, the obviously, clinical things that I'm, I'm doing. But a lot of it was excuses. And so the book that I'm referencing is uh, War of Art. That's by Stephen Pressfield. And I listened to that book. I didn't read it. I listened to it on Audible probably two years ago. And he talks about the resistance in our head that we always have to do things and to create. Uh, he's a writer, and he's he um, he's done a lot of good books. And he also wrote The Legend of Bagger Vance, which turned into a, a blockbuster hit as far as a movie. And so he is a writer and a creator. And then he wrote a book about some of his uh, things that he's dealt with over the years with that resistance in his head to get things done. And so I always reference that when I struggle to shoot that Facebook live or to write that blog, send that email to the patients, or, uh, you know, in this instance is to actually record this particular episode, um, which is just two days before it's supposed to come out. So luckily, uh, Steve, my, my podcast producer is, uh, understanding and it will get it out. Uh, so it's just one of the things that I wanted to kind of jump out of the gates with was, you know, you're going to struggle sometimes when you're creating, and uh, you're, you're going to have that resistance. But if you can push through it and really uh, get it done, the, the momentum will get there. And so uh, just keep that in mind as you are on your path of developing your marketing, your strategies, and creating the content that helps educate the folks in your community. So I just wanted to kind of start out with that before I really dive into what the the purpose of this episode is going to be. And essentially... What I'm going to discuss today, and I'll break it down into different aspects of it, is reverse engineering, in my mind, the perfect marketing strategy for my practice, right? And so there's a couple qualifiers there. One is, it's my practice, so what I say today may not be perfect for your practice, and obviously, uh, perfect is never really achievable, right? It's the process, and it's really trying to optimize things as best you can, but don't worry about achieving perfection, but I'm going to really dive into what I'm wanting to do and the marketing strategy that's going to be really the, the foundation of that that growth that I'm, I'm looking for. Uh, you know, I've had the past episode where I discussed the, the thriving practice, the three-legged stool, where it's clinical skills, it's business acumen, 
marketing strategy, and that sits on that foundation of uh, optimal communication. And so I, I'm going to uh, set aside the clinical, and I'm going to set aside the business acumen uh, on this, and, and just really talk about the marketing of where I'm going to get to, and and why that's going to uh, help me uh, get there. So I just uh, last week I turned 38, had a had a nice little birthday, had a fun one. Uh, really enjoyed it, but you know, 38. Um, I started practicing when I just had turned uh, 26, so I'm 12 years into this. It's been a fun process, uh, but I do have goals. I always set goals, and I've been fortunate enough to achieve a lot of those. You know, and and it's one of those things where sometimes even when you start to achieve goals, you don't realize how far you're getting and and what you are accomplishing, and sometimes you're not enjoying it or being introspective of what you're you're gaining, and you're always looking at well, I could be better at this, or I could have this, or my account could, my bank account could look like that, or my car could be that. But if you really try to measure backwards into where you came from, you can really see the growth that you had. Uh, Strategic Coach has this concept called the gap, where too many people measure to the horizon, right? So the goal and the ideal is, uh, you know, you know, you'd love to have a million dollar practice, right? Just throw that out. Everybody throws that that lovely term out, the million-dollar practice. And you just chase this ideal, but it, this ideal always moves like the horizon moves where, yeah, you know, someone that's making a million dollars a year, they want $2 million, and then they want $3 million, or they, they have the nice car that they bought, and then six months later, they want the other car. They're always chasing that ideal, and they're measuring to the ideal, which gets you in this rut and what Dan Sullivan calls the gap. Instead, you want to really measure to where you came from Always set goals as kind of your, you know, your lighthouse that you're trying to get to, but measure to where you came from. And I always try to do that. Like if I went back to when I was 24 years old and I was kind of getting towards the end of chiropractic school, if you would have told me at 38, I'd be where I am now, I would have been doing backflips there and would have signed up right away. But yeah, I still sometimes was like, I wish I was here or, you know, I I wish this wouldn't have happened. And so it's a natural uh, tendency to do that. But you always want to make sure that you are working towards a goal. You're measuring yourself to where you're coming from. You're making progress. Again, not perfection, but you're making progress into what you're doing. And that's the type of stuff that I look for. And I, I tend to like to set these age mark goals, right? So I'm 38 now and 40 coming up pretty soon. I remember when I was uh, you know, getting close to 30, I was like, I'd love to be here at 30 then I'd love to be here at 35. Or sometimes I'll set three-year goals or one-year goals. I always have these little time marks for me to achieve. But um, so, you know, age 40 is two years away for me. And uh, I set some goals. And then I reverse engineered how I'm going to get there. And sometimes uh, you have to take some step backs to achieve that, right? You have to sometimes prune your business and make some changes. And so, I've been in that process the last year of trying to get the business to where it needs to be and where I think it should be to to set the stage of what I want. And so a couple things that I want by the time I'm 40 is I would like to really condense my treatment schedule. I would really like to where I'm treating patients all day Monday and all day Thursday. The rest of the days, say Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday are going to be more uh, business uh, and creativity type of time. It's not like I'm going to be at the beach drinking a uh, you know pina colada, but I'm going to be focusing, working on the business and developing the business, doing some of the marketing creation that we're doing and really you know focusing on that. The other 
three days. But you know, the Monday and Thursday when I'm with patients, really focusing on that all day long, patience and notes, patience and notes, but then being able to have a business that is essentially running without me if need be. And that would be the goal, obviously, at some point down the road. And so that's what I reverse engineered from a, you know, I wrote down a bunch of business things that I need to happen to do that. Again, I'm not going to dive into that part of it. Today's going to be mostly marketing related. Also, some of the clinical goals I have is like, you know, I want to maybe get certified in this or, you know, you know, different things that my practice could offer. But I, again, I'm going to leave that for another day and focus on some of the uh, marketing stuff, which then kind of, you know, around the same time as I was doing this, there's been in our marketing group and there's been in others kind of spreading this new Facebook thing that came out with Mark Zuckerberg and what his concerns are, what Facebook's concerns are with the news feed and it just being cluttered with a bunch of ads from businesses and all the different things like that. And, it, you know, it obviously spurred a lot of questions and, and obviously no one knows. Everybody's got speculation. I, I personally think, yeah, I, I think it's going to get more expensive to get into people's new f- news feeds. And I think you're going to have to get way better at creating good, valuable content. And it's going to have to be targeted to the right people. And it's going to be harder, right? The, the days of the Facebook ad that wasn't that good that went to a very plain landing page that asked for someone's email for an ebook or to call your office for the $20 exam. I think those days are going to be long gone. The the cost of those are going to go up. I think Facebook ads in general are going to go up and it's going to be something that you need to uh, roll with and, and, and change and adapt. And, and that's why I think too many chiropractors think Facebook ads is a marketing strat or is the marketing strategy, right? It's like, oh, what's your marketing strategy? Facebook ads. You know, I get this many leads and I get these new patients and it's it's all Facebook ads. Well, Facebook ads is definitely, you know, a tactic. It's a, you know, Facebook is a vehicle to get your content out, but it all comes back to, and obviously I preach it a ton, is comes back to your content, right? Creating good content and using everything else as the distribution channels to to get that out. And so my biggest thing that I try to convey to chiropractors and I try to implement in my own practice, and that's some I think what a lot of docs appreciate is that I'm in the trenches. I've developed a, a successful practice. I've got a couple locations in, in pretty competitive areas and everything that I, I kind of discuss, I'm, I'm applying, I'm, I'm, I'm testing with it, I'm implementing it and sometimes it doesn't work. So I get rid of it and I'll let you know when it does. And so I really try to make sure that I have a good marketing strategy that is not reliant on some of these other tactics. Like, you know, it doesn't, my business would be fine and still grow if somehow Facebook ads got completely taken away, right? Part of why I feel like our Facebook strategy is effective is because it's it's kind of multifactorial. We, we have a little more of a comprehensive approach to Facebook marketing. I won't call it ads marketing because it's more than just the ads component, um, but it's really got that backbone of, of content uh, creation. So I'm going to dive into what our Facebook ads strategy is, like just touch on a little bit, but really dive into what I think makes a great marketing strategy for your practice. And there's a lot to it that I obviously can't get onto one episode, but I've talked before in different settings, whether it's been webinars or Uh, maybe in some podcasts kind of one-offs. I talk about it with some of the chiropractors I'm working with. I know I've talked about it in the closed Facebook group, uh, but that is having 
the comprehensive marketing strategy that really focuses on three aspects, the before unit, the during unit, and the after unit. That before unit is your new patient marketing, right? That's before they've ever called you, scheduled online, or walked into your practice. Once they've contacted you, even if they've given you just, say, an email, they're now past that before unit and they're in the during unit. So the during unit is when they've contacted your office and into the point of when they finish their treatment plan. Okay. That's the during unit. And then the after unit is they've finished the treatment plan and maybe they haven't been in for some time or maybe they're even on a monthly schedule, right? I would still consider that your after unit and you want to make sure that you are, you know, targeting them with some of your marketing to get top of mind awareness from them. So to break that down, I and my marketing strategy, I've got a, this pretty elaborate spreadsheet that I've sent to people during the before, so the before unit marketing, your new patient marketing, a lot of people understand this. Yeah, your Facebook ads trying to get them in, Facebook boosted posts, pixeling your website to target people that have been to your website, and then now they're getting your Facebook uh, messages and ads and, and stuff like that. That's all great ways of doing it. Obviously, increasing your Google SEO I've discussed a lot about the total web presence on, on an episode where you know you're providing a lot of good content, and that's you know that, that's blog articles on your website, that's YouTube videos, it's all kinds of different content you're putting out, and that's helping drive your SEO. Obviously, your website is set up and SEO optimized. That's important to to make sure you're you're doing as well. Obviously, we hear a lot about these marketing funnels, which are fine. Uh, that's a, a lot of times a way of that's that before unit marketing. That's that new patient uh, marketing, which is very helpful. Obviously, networking and reaching out to doctors and attorneys and different things like that will be very helpful. I personally am using Jeff Langmaid's uh, evidence-based chiropractor stuff for our primary care physicians, trying to reach out to them because obviously they can be a source of new patients. Uh, I do a lot like stopping by gyms and doing talks. Public speaking is great different types of live events. You know, I think a lot of us understand new patient marketing because frankly, that's what we hear so much from other coaches and marketing. And even when we're in school, you know, new patients are the lifeblood of your practice. And yeah, you got to get new patients. I think sometimes in our, in our profession, we make a few mistakes with what everybody thinks they need, right? It's like, oh, I've got 50 new patients every month. Yeah, that's great. You know, but what does that mean exactly? Right? You could have someone that gets 25 new patients, but it's bringing in more revenue or people like to talk about how many office visits they got. You know, I got 200 office visits this a week, but maybe they're charging $40 a visit and the other guy's only got a hundred office visits a week, but he's charging 85 visits. So a lot of these numbers are thrown around and it doesn't mean a, a ton, uh, a new patient marketing or getting new patients in is one of those because, uh, frankly, and unfortunately so many chiropractors do such a disservice to their patients and the care plans that they set up that are not really patient-centered and other factors that they just churn through new patients and they don't get any referrals from those new patients and they have to get as many as they possibly can so that they can actually have a, have a business. So uh, obviously new patients are important, but do not forget about the during unit, which is what my next uh, kind of segue is into that. And so there's definitely things you want to make sure you're doing for that patient experience. So now this, again, this is that person that's been in your practice or has called your practice, has come in uh, the first visit or whatever it may be. Maybe they scheduled online if you're doing online scheduling. 
all those are, are great. And so you can actually retarget that. Um, here's a couple ways, you know, you can actually upload your email list right into Facebook and you can contact them then. Uh, that's a great, great way of doing it. And uh, you can actually do a lookalike audience now. This is more new patients. So if you're running an ad and let's say the majority of your patients are a certain age group, a certain type of income level, certain type of activities, certain location, uh, you can do like a 1% lookalike audience of your email list. So again, you directly upload your email list to Facebook and now it can create an audience of people that look like from a demographic standpoint, like your patient base. And that's going to be a warmer lead. It's not completely a warm lead, but it's going to be warmer than just anybody else. And it's going to really help out with your targeting, uh, obviously. So uh, that's something to consider, but you can also run some Facebook posts or ads to people that are email lists. So that would be a, you know, an example of during unit and after unit marketing, which can be helpful. Uh, direct mail is, is good as well. And so you could send welcome letters to your patients after their first visit. You can send thank you letters for the referrals. So if Mary sends Bob, you can send Bob the welcome letter and you can send Mary a thank you letter. Nice little touch there. And then, uh, you know, we've discussed a lot with the info cards we do. We give a lot of our desk workers these info cards when they come in. It's got our logo and address and clinical information. And one's a micro break card that they can use at their desk. The other one's an ergonomics card that shows them how to sit at their desk properly. We got a carpal tunnel stretching card. We got a few other ones. So that's an example. You can take that same concept and spin it whatever way you want to. It doesn't have to be just for desk workers, but having some kind of, kind of collateral that you give to patients that, um, that help is, is good. We actually had um, a, a big thread going on in the Facebook group where um, I was at a um, at a conference with a couple of my buddies, one being Dr. Masarski, who works for me. And he had this, you know, those little attachments you put on your phone that you can hold them. They're on the back of the phone. Uh, well, it had, it was like the information of a, of an attorney. And so I had posted a picture of that in the group and we had a lot of comments of people interested in putting their, you know, logo and phone number and things like that on there. So that's, that's another good way of during unit uh, and even after unit marketing. So there's just a lot of different things you can do to really give the patient experience for them and to stay during that period of time when they're with you for them to be really excited about their care to where they they really feel like you are providing them with a great experience because now they're going to be more likely to follow through with their treatment plan. They're going to be more likely to refer friends and family to you, and they're going to be more likely to uh, come back for care after they're done uh, with their treatment plan. So if you miss out on this during unit marketing, it's a big mistake. Before I go on to the after unit, if you do want this spreadsheet, just email me, kevin at moderndeskjockey.com. I've offered it up before, but if this is the first time you're hearing about it, feel free to email me and I'll just shoot it over to you. It's, it's going to be what we're doing, uh, but again, you could always spin it to what uh, some of your niches are and your goals and, and things like that. So the after unit of marketing, I love the analogy, and I've, I know you, a few of you probably heard me say this before, but Dan Kennedy, who is uh, you know kind of known as one of the top marketers, one of the direct response marketers, he talks about this after unit marketing or just marketing in general is like putting fence around your cattle and it's essentially keeping content around your patient base, right? So you're trying to corral them with your content. And so they're constantly aware of you because you'd be surprised if they haven't been in, in six months or a year, they may complain of a headache and then 
their coworker says, oh, you got to go see my chiropractor over here. And they just kind of like, okay, you know, I'll go see him. And you've lost that patience. So if you can, you know, obviously keep uh, front of mind or top of mind awareness with them, this is one of the best marketing. It's so much more affordable to keep patients and have reactivations than it is to get new patients. It, it's pretty impressive. So this type of marketing I feel is extremely important. And this goes back, you can do it with social media. You can do it with direct mail, you know, birthday cards and uh, newsletters, great ways of putting content around your patient base. Uh, you Definitely, you can do uh, videos and different things where you target that email list. Email once a week at least is phenomenal way of staying top of mind in, in, in those uh, folks. So uh, just really make sure that you have systems in place through your social media, through your direct mail through your content marketing, email, things like that to stay top of mind. Again, those info cards we give out, that's a great way of after unit marketing or that phone contraption like we just mentioned. That's another great way of doing it. Uh, having live events, maybe you know we do a sports recovery experience every quarter and we try to get a mix of new people in there, but also we emailed out to our current patient list. We want them to come back in. We want to offer them a reason to come back in. So don't forget about your your after unit uh, marketing. Okay, it's going to be very very important for you to do that. Um, so now to kind of go back to what my goals are for my practice in regards to marketing over this next couple of years, it's really to optimize. I've already been working on this, but really to optimize that before, during, and after unit of marketing. Going to do a very very intentional job of delegating out certain things to my team to make sure that I can free me up to be more of the creator. I like creating content. I just enjoy it. So I know a lot of people are on the fence with that, but I really enjoy that. Uh, And content marketing is going to be the backbone of our strategy to get us to where we want to. And one of the biggest things that I wanted to break down for you is Facebook. I've already touched on it, but what we're going to do for Facebook that I feel like is kind of foolproof for at least for the time being to what could change in Facebook. You know, we're going to spend our four to five hundred dollars a month on Facebook ads, uh, but I'm not doing it just in one. You know, here's four hundred dollars for this one uh, ad campaign, and let's see how it goes. I've got a an approach that I'm trying to achieve with it that is well rounded, and and I'm going to go over a little bit of that with you and, and the different parts of it. So. Obviously, a lot of folks that kind of keep up with what I'm doing know that I do Facebook Live. I developed my profile, my personal profile page to where it's got a pretty good following locally. So I will do solo Facebook Lives and I will also do the Facebook Live interviews. So that's kind of phase one of my marketing strategy. And so I'm really enjoying that and getting a lot of good networking done uh, with that. I, I do have a whole blog and an episode on that. If it's you can just go to modernchiropracticmarketing.com and you'll see the blog I wrote about it. You can find the episode right there on it. Uh, that's kind of stage one of our Facebook. Part two is recording video sequencing ads. I had a great conversation with uh, Chris Burfield on this particular idea where right now for the month of January into February, I'm running a, I, I work a lot with golfers. Again, I'm down in Boca Raton, Florida, a ton of golfers here. So I shot four videos uh, on one day, three minute videos, three to four minute videos, 
pure value. The first one was on a pre-round warm-up, right? Pre-round warm-up. The second one is on golf postures and how they can, you know, the good and bad of it and how to fix that. The next one was on the pelvic and low back mechanics of it. Again, I try to make it layman's terms, but I know I'm specifically hyper-targeting golfers, so they will understand the verbiage I'm, you know, using on this. And then the fourth one is about the shoulder. And then on the fourth one, I do have a little bit more of a call to action to come in for a comprehensive golf evaluation. I'm certified in Titleist Performance Institute. So it kind of, there's this specific screening that we do that's golf related. But essentially what I'm doing is I ran that first video for 10 days. And then the second video I'm going to run for another 10 days, but I'm going to target anybody that's watched 20, at least 25% of that first video, which is a great retargeting you can do in Facebook now where you can easily click to say, okay, I only want to target. So the, obviously my, my first video was targeting golfers, a certain age range, seven to 10 miles away, you know, yada, 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 really targeted golfers on that. The second one is going to only target people that have visited or sorry, watched 25% of the first one. The third video will kind of do the same thing. Right. And I, and I have on my main website, I have a whole section for golfers. So I'm also going to pixel that page on my website and target those folks that have been on that site as well. So I'm just giving them value, right? This is the the videos and the value that I'm doing for them. So that's the second part of what I'm doing. And you can listen to that episode, uh, episode 20 with uh, Chris Burfield on that type of marketing strategy for Facebook. So I'm doing that. The third component is I am doing lead generation. I do have funnels. Uh, for me, I'm using the Healthy Desk Jockey, uh, which is that um, online uh, portal we have for desk workers. And it's, you know, they can get 10 days free access by accessing it and sending them right to there. So that's a lead generation as well. Uh, I'm also going to have a sports recovery experience in April. So we have a landing page where people sign up for that. We usually get, we usually get 60 people to sign up for it and 40 attend. So at least I've got their email. Uh, so that's a, we're, the third component of our Facebook ads is the lead generation. Going to be very helpful. Uh, there's a few others that we have that we do for lead generation, but those are the ones I'm running now. I am going to do boosted posts. I know there's kind of controversy on that. I'm going to post my weekly modern desk jockey podcast and boost that. And I'm also my monthly blog that I do, my the comprehensive blog. I will boost that as well and try to get some traction on that. If I'm seeing all split tested, if I'm seeing I'm not getting a good response to it, I will, I can run it as a Facebook ad as well. I'll do a little bit of both for that. And then, you know, I'm just going to be active in Facebook groups. Uh, That's another strategy that I'm going to do. I'm going to be active in my personal, uh, you know, I think some of the best thing you can do is just being authentic in some of these Facebook groups and providing value, not spamming them and and providing value. So uh, that's going to be uh, my comprehensive Facebook strategy to, to get to where I uh, want to. And hopefully that will continue to improve the amount of, uh, you know, obviously new patients and office visits and revenue that we have and getting a good ROI on it. So then I can, you know, achieve a certain revenue and profits each month to where I can then bring on another, uh, I, I would like to, part of my strategy over this next couple of years is Dr. Noel Lloyd actually did a Facebook live in our group where he discussed the marketing CA. Uh, so like right now, the way I have my practice set up is, you know, obviously we have the patient service specialist, we call the, the front desk person. Uh, we have, I have a, a rock star chiropractic assistant now, I have myself. 
and we're going to you know, really implement a good marketing strategy. And then I would like to, if the profit and revenue dictates that, I would like to hire a marketing CA where they're doing a little bit more community involvement, getting us more public speaking, more engagements in the community, things like that. And then again, obviously hope that brings in more profit, not just revenue, but you know, obviously the profit as well, to where then you can add on to that team and develop a self-managing practice to where I can step away from it when I so choose and kind of go uh, from there with it. So uh, that is my kind of reverse engineering of it and all of the things that I've discussed in previous episodes, you know, current episodes and, and future episodes are all things that I'm implementing towards this goal of at age 40, two years from now, treating all day, Monday, Thursday, have the freedom. I'd love to take six weeks off in the summer and five years to where I can go. And I love the vacation. I I like to travel and just get away uh, with family. And so I've got those goals. I know I'm going to get, get it done. Uh, I've got the plan, just got to put my, my mind to it and really strategically think about the business development, keeping the overhead low, good sound marketing that is timeless, right? Not these little one-off strategies that are fly by night. And again, I don't think Facebook ads is fly by night. I think it's a very good way of, of marketing, but as long as your content is good, as long as your strategy is diverse, it's just like your, your portfolio, right? You got to have the diversification. It's the same thing with your social media marketing. You got to have that solid content platform, content creation, and then also have the diversity to where you can handle some of these things. It's just like with Google, you know, if you only had one component and all you were doing was Google AdWords, but your, your organic SEO was poor and your content creation was bad and you had two Google reviews and you know, like that's not going to be a comprehensive Google strategy and it's not going to be effective. So you want to make sure that you have the diversity within your marketing strategy in general. And then each one of the tactics also, so you just make sure that that's the case. And that's kind of what the essence of today's episode was, is I want you to make sure that you have a plan, you're setting goals, you've got the clinical acumen for it or a clinical skill. I'm not going to, you know, question that you're developing your business skill set that takes time. It's not, you know, if you're year two out of school, you're just not going to be great at business right away. It's just, it's just a fact. So you got to make sure that your clinical skill is improving and getting really good. And obviously you're doing effective marketing and then you'll get the business chops going and stuff like that. But just make sure you have a plan. Make sure your marketing strategy is is well thought out and, and diversified, and you'll be amazed at what you can achieve. And hopefully in two years, I'll release an episode saying that I achieved it, followed these marketing principles, and, and went for it. So uh, have a great week in practice. I really, uh, again, am grateful for everything that you as my audience provided uh, in 2017, as just far as I've learned so much from this podcast, from the guests I've had and the Facebook group. So I just want to take the time uh, to thank you. So, all right, have a great week in practice and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Modern Chiropractic Marketing Show with Dr. Kevin Christie. Tune in next week for another episode that will enhance your marketing, business, and practice growth. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Dr. Christie's Modern Desk Jockey Podcast and share with your desk-sitting patients. In the Modern Desk Jockey, Dr. Christie provides health and wellness best practices from some of the leading experts in the corporate wellness industry. Remember, chiropractic practice isn't easy, but it shouldn't be overwhelming. Keep leveling up.